Turns out there's a lot you can learn about the history of Bloomington Romo from beer. That's one of the things you need to know to start your day. I'm Ryan Denham. And I'm Noah. Today is Friday, May 19th, and this is WGLT's The Leadoff. Support for WGLT and WGLT.org comes from the Central Illinois Regional Airport in Bloomington with four airlines for business and leisure travel. Flying Sierra offers a nearby location for departures and arrivals that includes free parking. More information at CIRA.com. Now let's lead off with it being expensive to remove asbestos from the normal public library. WGLT's Charlie Schlenker has more. Estimates to get rid of asbestos in the normal public library range from $3.5 million to more than $5 million bucks if other improvements are done at the same time. Those numbers came out of a library board work session. Darren Schredder with the firm Studio GC says even though tests have shown no asbestos fibers in the air of the library, there is still significant liability involved. Our company thinks it's important enough to do something and to do it quickly. Schredder says asbestos is in fireproofing, that is flaking off structural beams in the 1974 portion of the building. It's also in particulates tested inside ducts. Some of this ductwork goes in behind brick walls as it travels from floor to floor or it's embedded in floors. That complicates removing or sealing off the ducts. The cancer-causing fibers are also in drywall joining compound. Schredder says all that means getting rid of asbestos is a big chore. The full abatement means we're going to go and we're going to tear apart the entire, it's essentially tearing everything down in the 1974 building down to its studs and removing everything out of there and then rebuilding that area of the building from scratch. Shredder's firm does not recommend a partial abatement, which would cost less, but prevents future improvements and potentially leaves the building unsellable. If the library board wanted to add more modern amenities, such as a maker space, and reconfigure the newer portion of the building at the same time, it could cost more than $5 million. The library board has not signaled a timetable to make a choice, but Shredder says if that is soon, the project could go to bid late this year. Demolition and construction could force closure of the library facility for about nine months. For the leadoff, I'm Charlie Schlenker. Here's some other stories we're following in the WGLT newsroom. A working group will present a rough draft of a new statewide literacy plan to the State Board of Education next month. That comes as reading scores among Illinois students plummeted amid the pandemic. Pads and tampons will now be available free of charge in all bathrooms at the normal public library. That includes 11 public bathrooms available for anyone to use and one staff bathroom. The state of Illinois is working on a plan to certify community health workers. Advocates in Normal this week for a summit say that will provide stability to a critical part of the healthcare system. And an OSF healthcare neurologist is raising concerns about the so-called blackout rage gallon that's catching on with college students. The TikTok-inspired beverage, called Borg for short, includes large quantities of alcohol. You can find more on these stories at WGLT.org. If you're a fan of craft beer, what a time to be alive. Bloomington Normal is now home to a half dozen breweries, with more just a short drive away. But Bloomington Normal's beer history dates back a lot farther than Distill's opening in Normal 16 years ago. Rochelle Gridley is a volunteer at the Old House Society and the McLean County Museum of History. She'll be giving a talk about the history of beer in Bloomington tomorrow at Keg Grove Brewing. The earliest and longest-running brewery in Bloomington was the Meyer and Walkner Brewing Company, which was where we now have the 
Highland Park Golf Course on Main Street. So they operated there from 1862 until the dog days of Prohibition in 1920. And they never revived after 1920. Wow. So when you you know go to Highland or drive past it and you see those those old brick buildings, those are from the brewery? Those are old brewery buildings. Yes. Those still exist. They had the clubhouse in one of them. What can you tell us more about Meyer and, and Walkner? <laughs> well, Meyer and Walkner were both immigrants from Germany, of course. Meyer was the one who knew how to brew beer. He had learned to brew beer in Germany and in New York. And then he worked as a brewer in Illinois for a few years before he met Walkner, married Walkner's sister. And then they heard about a brewery in Bloomington that was going to be for sale. A man named McGrath had a brewery at the Highland Park location before 1862 for just a few years, and he was selling out. So they came to Bloomington to buy that brewery and eventually bought out a second brewery and um, had a really one of the biggest brewing companies in Illinois is what they were saying in the papers in the 1880s. Prohibition comes, and uh, Meyer and Walkner, they never they never reopen. They never start brewing again? No. As far as I can tell, we didn't have any breweries after that. Milwaukee and St. Louis were, you know, sending out their beer so profusely that they supplied all the beer. Even in the 1880s, sometimes you get beer from Cincinnati, so they must have iced it down in the cars, or they just called it Cincinnati Brewing, but that's how it was advertised in the paper. Actually, it was in the 1880s and 1890s when Milwaukee and St. Louis were kind of taking over the brewing business. And during those years, the number of brewing companies in the United States just dropped precipitously. Half the breweries closed because of competition with the large brewing companies. But Myron Walkner hung in there until you know, Prohibition closed them down. So as you're looking at the arc of history of beer in Bloomington Normal, uh, how important is or how significant is Distill to that that history? Oh, I think it's pretty important. When I look at Distill and their new, their sort of new place, I see that as an old German beer garden. You know, you can go sit outside, enjoy the fresh air. They have music there and just enjoy it just the way people did when they went to Myron Wagner's Grove. They would have picnics there every Sunday. There would be picnics happening, beer being poured, bands playing, and it, it was just a real party atmosphere, but for families. So it was um, a real slice of German life come to America. That's Rochelle Gridley, a volunteer at the Old House Society and the McLean County Museum of History. She'll be giving a talk about the history of beer in Bloomington tomorrow from 10 to 11 at Keg Grove Brewing. You can hear the rest of our conversation tonight at 5 on WGLT's news magazine, Sound Ideas. And before we let you go, Uptown Normal will be playing host to the Medici Country Barbecue and Music Festival. That's tomorrow with live music from 4 to 10. And that's it for today. I'm your co-host, Noah, from Parkside Elementary School in Normal. You can subscribe to the Lead Off podcast on Apple, Google, Spotify, or the NPR app.